All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another fantastic episode of My Orgasmic Life. I'm your hostess with the mostess, Gaia Morissette, and I believe that the keys to a happy, healthy, wealthy, epic, orgasmic, magical life is embracing the human experience, letting go of fear, shame, guilt, and self-loathing, and of course, sexual wellness. I'm a holistic sexual wellness specialist. I am a high priestess of divine sexual magic and elemental magics. I'm a BDSM wellness specialist as well as a pro dominatrix. So welcome to the show. If this is your first episode, you're in for a fantastic show. <sighs> so our topic today is called poly and ethical non-monogamy shaming. And this has been inspired, this seems to be the, has been the theme over the last couple of weeks in my world. Um, a lot of clients and students and friends have been coming to me and struggling with this concept, these concepts and, these, and, and struggling with embracing who they are and feeling okay with who they are. And then yesterday I was talking to a friend of mine who said to me, because I'm ethically non-monogamous and I have been my whole life. And well, not always ethical, but I've been non-monogamous my whole life. And he said to me, well, maybe it's because you haven't fallen in love yet. Like what's, what happens if you fall in love and you want to get married to somebody? You're not going to be able to keep this up. And, you know, my first reaction was like, <laughs> I, first of all, I, I actually was speechless from the fact that I was like, what? What are you new? <laughs> These were my response. What are you new? I have been in deep relationships. I have been married, right? Like you can still do those things and be ethically non-monogamous. Like it doesn't have to be one or the other. So this is why I want to drop into this conversation today because I think there's this misconceived mis misconception that um that you're broken if you're ethically non-monogamous. If you're non-monogamous, there's something wrong with you. And, and this is what society is saying, not, not me by any means. All right, so I'm gonna go through the list of things that societally believes around non-monogamy so that we can debunk them, okay? Um, the first one is, is that you're broken. There's something wrong with you. There's, uh, there's something wrong with you. You're, in, you're incapable of commitment. You're afraid of commitment and intimacy. Um, you just haven't fallen in love yet. Um, you know, you haven't found the right person yet. All of these concepts, I'm going to say, are bullshit. Bull fucking shit. <laughs> right? And I'm going to call bullshit on it because we're going to go from a historical and from a, you know, um, throughout time concepts um, and anthropology concepts that as human beings, actually, you know, who from a, from who is actually the minority monogamy is actually the minority. True monogamy is not human nature. It can be part of human nature. It's like if we look at the animal kingdom as an example, because we're still, we're part of the animal kingdom. We're still animals, the core of us. So 
in the animal kingdom, you have two options. You have pair bonding that lasts for a lifetime, or you have non-monogamy where there's people, you know, where the, the animals are humping everybody and the, the bait, you know, and the out, there's a, you know, there's a pecking order. There's a whole bunch of stuff, but it's certainly not monogamous. Right. And so these are the two styles fundamentally of procreation and, and, and dropping into being in relationships from an animalistic standpoint. And in the animal kingdom, there is way more non-monogamy than there are species that do pair bonding, lifetime pair bonding. And so this concept that non-monogamous people are the ones who are, you know, broken or fucked up or that there's all these reasons why they can't, you know, commit to somebody or, you know, or they're greedy and they want their cake and they're eating too, like all of these concepts. And so if you're listening to this and you're like, well, that's all true. I'm going to call you out on that. I'm going to again say bullshit. Because this there's, and I'm going to, I want to identify what true monogamy is versus monogamy. So there's like true monogamy, unhealthy monogamy, and conscious monogamy. So I'm going to, I, I'm going to quickly define those. And if you really wanted me to dive deep into them, I did a episode, um, uh, you know, episode on it. And it's called Two or More in Love. All right, so you can dive deep. I can, you can really listen to that, that episode to get more in depth. But monogamy, true monogamy, is that you are only attracted by physically, emotionally to one person. Meaning, if you see some hot person, you don't have any stirring of the loins, you are not attracted to anybody else. You, when you, you know, self master, when you masturbate, you're not thinking about anybody else. You have no desire to watch porn, read porn, or listen to porn. There's no part of you that is thinking about other than your partner. That's true monogamy. So if you're a monogamous and you're like, well, I'm totally monogamous. Really? Are you attracted to other people? You may not choose to act upon it. Do you watch porn and get turned on by watching porn? This makes you not monogamous. The core of you, you may be choosing monogamy, but you're not truly monogamous. Okay? Go watch the other episode, listen to the other episode to get to defer. I dive deeper into that, okay? And exploring that. Monogamy, not um, conscious monogamy is the, the fact that you realize you're, you're attracted to other people. However, you're choosing to only act upon that attraction towards your partner. But there's an acknowledgement and a healthy relationship, and there's trust in that, and that you feel, you know, you've both consciously have made that choice because it serves both of you for whatever reason. There's a whole long list of reasons. Go watch that, listen to that other episode to learn more about that. And then there's unhealthy monogamy, where this is where we're in denial. <laughs> and denial makes us batshit crazy, okay? This is where we believe that we're monogamous and that the other person that we're in a relationship is truly monogamous and nobody is attracted to anybody else 
and you complete me. This is, these are the th concepts that drop into our unhealthy monogamy realm, okay? Um, again, this is not the truly monogamy or conscious monogamy. Um, this is the unhealthy version of this, where we assume the other person's monogamous, that they're truly monogamy and they only ever want us and we're supposed to only ever want them. And no one talks about that, hey, we can consciously choose monogamy, but that doesn't mean that we're not attracted to other people and other people aren't attracted to us. We're just going to choose not to. And there's a lot of jealousy and possessiveness and insecurity that goes, that's usually wrapped up in all of that. And, you know, and so there's, you know, so then a lot of drama happens because of it. And there's this whole, again, I'm going to drop into, and if you spent any time with me, you know, when I talk about love, I talk about unconditional love versus codependent, intermingled, the concept that I'm on, I'm not whole until somebody else completes me concept. Bullshit. Okay. So I'm not, so that's, we're talking about, that's where that lives. All right. So now that we've defined that, now I want to define what, it, you know, what is non-monogamy? Well, non-monogamy is, there's a many, many layers to it, many variations of it. There's polyamory, where you're in love with more than one person. There is, you know, uh, being able to have a primary partner and lovers on the side. There's being, you, you're the center of, you know, solo, um, solo i think it's called solo polyamory um there's a whole bunch of terms around that but fundamentally there's this concept that you're the center and your lovers kind of work around you um that you you make your own little tribe your own little lovers tribe i call that my harem <laughs> Right? There's all sorts of layers. They're swinging together. There's all sorts of different possibilities when we start dropping into um, ethical non-monogamy or non-monogamy. And the difference between ethical and conscious non-monogamy versus not is the the healthy is everybody's on board, everybody's on the same page, everybody's consensual, everybody's had conversations. Um, the unhealthy version is, you know, no one's negotiated, had talk conversations, people are lying, people are keeping secrets, uh, cheating, all those kind of things, okay? So when I talk about ethical non-monogamy, I'm talking about in the realm of healthy non-monogamy, not some of the, the self-destructive practices. Okay, so now that we're all on the same page. All right, so let's go drop back into the shame factor. Okay, so especially this week, I've had a lot of conversations with clients who actually are not monogamous. And at the core of them, they know that they're not monogamous. And what happens is, though, is that they are dating somebody who says, oh, I'm okay with you being non-monogamous. So they're, they're straight up, they're upfront, they're honest about it in the beginning of the dating process. And then the person falls in love with them. And once the person falls in love with them, then they request or anywhere from a request to a demand of monogamy. And what happens internally, because there's this feeling, this deep, deep feeling that there's something wrong with me, that if I just love somebody hard enough, or if they just love me hard enough, that I can be monogamous, that I don't need to be polyamorous anymore, or I don't need to be non-monogamous anymore. That's the broken part of me. That's the dysfunctional part of me. 
And so this is what it triggers is all this societal shaming that we've internalized that it makes you, there's something wrong with you. And so what happens is, and I see this over and over and over again with my clients and my students and my friends, and there's been periods in time where I've done this as well, where we drop into, okay, I'll be monogamous with you. See, but then this is when the problems start to happen. Because you can consciously choose monogamy, but the person is demanding and wanting monogamy from you because of their own, because of their insecurities. They want, they're moving from that, not the conscious monogamy and not the truly monogamy, but often they're moving from the unhealthy monogamy place that we talked about. And so what ends up happening is, is that you're saying, okay, I'll be monogamous with you, which is making a conscious choice. And then the next thing is, is that, well, now you're, you can't be friends with people. They're a threat. They're a threat. And we start going down the rabbit hole of possessiveness and ownership and insecurities and all sorts of things start to happen from that place because, and, and it's not unconditional love. That love or attraction or obsession um, or infatuation which I'm going to get to in a second, is all about and comes from a place of insecurity. Okay? All right. So, so what ends up happening is, is that, you know, people end up saying yes. The person who demanded it in the first place can never get enough because they know that you're not monogamous. So they're constantly terrified and afraid that you're going to cheat on them and you're going to betray them. And every person you talk to, do you want to fuck them? You want to fuck them? I know you want to fuck them. <laughs> and what ends up happening is usually typically two things typically happen in that, in that going down that rabbit hole. One, the person's like, well, you're going to accuse me all the time, so I might as well do it. Two, the person um, who's in the relationship who have consciously chosen monogamy, um, they feel really resentful and trapped and usually pull away from the relationship. And at the end of the day, they usually end up having to leave the relationship. Um, and the relationship dissolves because it can't last because you're not on the same page because everybody's not working from the same, from the same place. Okay, so let's talk about the whole concept that if you fall in love, you'll somehow turn monogamous. And again, I'm going to say, like I said in the beginning of this conversation, which is true monogamy is actually a minority in human experience. <laughs> okay, so the fact that as a society we've made polyamory and non-monogamy something that's broken I'm like we got some shit to look at as a society here around that the other thing is is that historically monogamy came from a place of ownership if I own you then it gives me power so from a women's perspective having a man was depending was about your safety and for men, 
um, there was like, this is, this is mine. So monogamy isn't this romantic space. It's not this, wow, you complete me. Wow, this is so romantic. Oh, you love me so much. No, it's not about it at all. It's about property, power, and ownership is where that comes from. Except for unless you're the rare, the rare, truly monogamous wiring. That's where it comes from. So all those like stories and songs and art that come from this place of the, the, the infatuation, the obsessiveness, the I can't live without you. By the way, most of those thoughts and feelings um, and poetry and paradigm, like that, that concept of falling in love, actually were people who weren't allowed to be together. Romeo and Juliet concept, um, having an affair, um, true, you know, you were, you were married because of contracts so that there was no desire in that you, it was, uh, you know, so you would find somebody that you actually had some attraction to that you wanted to be with and you weren't allowed to be with them, that person. And so it created all these biochemical responses in your body because of the adrenaline. The adrenaline of getting caught could mean death, actually mean death. And so this idea that love and monogamy and forever concepts is this whole romanticized thing that actually when it was all developed and created, it wasn't from a place of monogamy, usually affairs. <laughs> okay, so... I just needed to drop that in for a second. This is a historical fact, okay? To make you go, hmm. <laughs> so falling in love. Let's talk about falling in love. Everybody's like, oh, we're so in love. Oh, I'm falling in love with you. All right. This is not love. I'm not sure why we threw that word in there. But it is not love. Is it obsession? It's uh, infatuation. It's uh, it's biochemical responses that are being happening in your body from the arousal, the newness, the excitement um, of the the possibilities, the fantasizing about. These biochemical responses that are happening in your body, the, the fantasy of what this means and how this is going to be so amazing and we're going to be together forever. And it's, oh, they're the one. Okay. None of that's real. <laughs> that's your body's chemical production. That's your high as a kite on dopamine, oxytocin, and a whole cocktail of like endorphins. Like there's a huge cocktail that's happening in your body that is making you high as a kite. You are not falling in love. You are getting high. <laughs> okay? So, and then those emotions, those feelings from those biochemicals experiences 
kick in thoughts and emotions, which kick in more biochemical responses and arousal and attraction and all sorts of things because it's all brand new and it's all exciting and this is the one. But none of that is real. Like that's not love. And so I, and I bring the, I talk about this falling in love because people often use, well, if you fall in love, then you'll be monogamous. Well, no, I can fall in love and still be not monogamous. The truth is, is that how many times, if you were truly monogamous, you would have only fallen in love once when you were 15 and still be with that person. If this was, this concept was true, it's not true. I fall in love every week. I know some people that fall in love every three months. They're in love. This is the one. I know people in my life who I've only known for a year that's been, that's fallen in love with. This is the one at least three or four times. So it's a lie. It's all a lie. And and I need to just, you know, debunk this lie because it's a lie that's used against people to make them feel bad that they aren't choosing monogamy or aren't or because they are not actually wired from a place of monogamy. They're wired to be attracted to many people. They're wired to be able to love many people. There's this wiring that they have many besties, friends. And they have many colleagues that they bond with and they have, they can have, there's this concept that being non-monogamous means that you're incapable of having deep, deep connections with people. And that's not a true statement. It's not a true statement on any level. You can have deep, deep connections. You're wired to have deep, deep connections with more than one person at a time. It's your nature. It's who you are. And if you embrace it and you accept it, then you don't have self-loathing and self-hatred and, 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 you know, try to be normal and end up in relationships with people who aren't a good fit for you that want either monogamy, whether it's true monogamy, conscious monogamy, or even unhealthy monogamy. And you feel like you need to say yes, because there's some, because you've been told there's something broken inside you. There's nothing broken inside you. Whether you are truly wired for monogamy or non-monogamy is, it just is. And one is not better than the other. And I I need to say that because if you're listening to this and you actually happen to be one of the people who have either consciously chosen monogamy or are truly monogamous, I'm not poo-pooing on monogamy. I'm poo-pooing on an unhealthy monogamy. And I'm pooping, I'm poo-poo-pooing on shaming non-monogamous people, but it's not one is better than the other. It just is how you were wired. Do you lean in and only tend to bond with one person at a time? Or can you bond with many people at a time? And so you need to live your best truth of who you are by being in line with that and understanding that. And allowing yourself to be okay with that and choosing relationships and partners or partners um, that honor that and respect that. So the next time, so if this is you, 
So either way, okay? So the next time someone says to you, well, you won't be monogamous, you'll, you'll be monogamous if you fix, find the right person. You'll be the, you would be monogamous. You'll be monogamous when you finally fall in love with somebody. You'll be monogamous when you heal your commitment issues. <laughs> okay, so if you, one, have ever said that to anybody, stop it because what you're doing is you're telling them that they're broken and that there's something wrong with you and that there's something wrong with them. There's nothing wrong with them. Them being non-monogamous is how they're wired. There's nothing wrong with that. Number one. So if you're that person and you've done that, please stop that. You're not supporting uh, a space of non-judgment and love, unconditional love. Two, if you are hearing this and you're like, oh my God, my parents said that to me or my best friend said that to me or you know, this person that I was dating said that to me, I want to tell you in this moment, don't, that's their shit, that's their belief system, it has nothing to do with you, shake it off, shake it off, shake it off, wiggle and shake. For everybody who's just listening, I'm shaking my booty, I'm shaking my body, all right? Really shake it off and be like, actually, I'm very capable of deeply loving people. And loving people has nothing to do with my ability to be monogamous or non-monogamous. And that is what I would say. And that is what I do say. <laughs> and again, you can have a primary partner and you can still be you can still be married and have be non-monogamous. So it's about developing whatever relationships best serve you. And the people around you that don't support that, you know, most of them that you can lovingly move them out of your inner circle. <laughs> okay? So that when you're dropping into those places of safety, because it's hard to, to go against societal norms, but yet and love yourself and self-acceptance self and love unconditionally of yourself. So you want to make sure that your inner circle is only with people who like love and adore you for who you are and how you move. And if you're a part of somebody's inner circle that is non-monogamous, please check your shit at the door and stop this concept that there's something wrong with them and that they don't know how to love. They're very capable of love. They're incredibly capable of loving. And I lovingly invite you to look at truly within yourself. Are you really monogamous? Or are you choosing monogamy? Consciously choosing monogamy? And if you come in line with that, then you won't actually shame, start, you, you'll stop shaming other people because fundamentally, often when we shame other people, it's because we feel shame within ourselves. We feel, think that something's wrong with us. All of the people who I know who have said to me throughout my life, well, if you just love somebody hard enough, you'd be monogamous. If you just fall in love with the right person, you'll be monogamous. And yet each one of them 
actually are not monogamous. Because if they were truly monogamous, they would have no sexual drive or desire to be, be turned on by other people. And I know every single one of them has either watched porn, whacked off, thought about other people, or attracted to other people. <laughs> okay? So truth is they're not actually truly monogamous, which is why they're at this constant influx of fighting within themselves. That's also why they're seeking this belief, too, that I'll find the one. Oh, the one. The one. That the one will fix me, fix the fact that I'm attracted to more than one person because society says I'm broken because I am. So the, all of that stuff, that shame, that shaming, that external shaming, those thought processes, this is all because they're not in, they're not in self-acceptance within themselves. That they truly aren't monogamous. However, they may choose, conscious choose monogamy, but they're, they're not honoring the fact that it's a conscious choice and that, that there's nothing wrong with the fact that they actually are attracted to other people. They just choose not to act upon it. So letting go of that self-loathing, self-hatred will stop you from actually and coming in line and becoming into reality here will stop you from shaming other people. And if people are shaming you, just remember, don't internalize it and just to hold true. And if somebody requests that you're dating, requests or says, oh, I'm okay with that until they fall in love. Um, and then they fall in love and they ask for monogamy. Honor yourself. Please, please honor yourself. And don't drop into that place of monogamy because it's not really who you are. It's different if you choose it. It's different if you're like, you know, I'd like to, you know, I'd like to take some time to focus on our relationship and give our relationship some energy. And, and so therefore, during this period of time, I would like to, you know, have a conversation about, you know, maybe us being consciously monogamous and, you know, for this period of time. It's different if it comes from you, that you're deciding that there's a space or a time that, that this makes sense for the best interest of your relationship. But not because somebody is telling you that they're insecure and they're uncomfortable with who you are and the way that you live your life. Those are two different places. So I honor you to honor yourself. And they're not a good fit no matter how much you like them, no matter how much you are in that honeymoon Hollywood phase of, of the falling in love, the biochemical response, you're... you're you're not, you will not be honoring yourself. So please honor yourself. All right. So that's my little bleh <laughs> this morning. <laughs> I hope you were inspired and learned lots this morning. And um, so that's it. That's all. Actually, that's not it. That's all. No, that's not all. <laughs> Last thing I want to say <laughs> is that. You can find me, I got to do all of my, my promo stuff. So first of all, if you really are like, wow, this whole non-monogamy, ethical non-monogamy, I want a, an ex monogamy and I want to explore like, where am I really at and what does this mean for me and what are my relationship styles and my love paradigms and my sex paradigms, then I created a fantastic, I co-created with awesome students of mine, the 
best course that you could ever imagine. And it's a self-study course called Navigating Ethical Non-Monogamy. The links are in the description of the video, as well as the links will be on the show notes, okay? So please go check that out. It is well worth every penny. Um, you can come explore and spend some time with me individually, either to ask me a question. So you can now book 10-minute uh, sessions with me or submit your question to me anonymously, and I will email you a video answer within three days. Um, you can come and spend time with me and I have lots of other online courses, whether they're guided or self-study courses. You can come spend time with me for, from a coaching perspective to help you in your relationships and, and all sorts of things around sexuality and trauma. So come explore that. All of that information and all the different ways that you can spend more time with me, you can reach me at succulentliving.com. You can find me and follow me on all the social media platforms uh, under Gaia Morissette. And don't forget to listen, download, subscribe to my podcast called My Orgasmic Life. And you, that is found, that can be found on all the major um, podcasting platforms and where you get your, wherever you're getting your music from. Um, or, so like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio. Or you can find uh, the player and all the episodes on my website under my blog. All right. Now. That's it. That's all. Love yous. Till next time. <laughs>